0: Hello and welcome to episode twelve of the Retro Anime Podcast. I'm your host Ian, and I'm here as usual with my co-host Lewis. Say hello, Lewis. Greetings. How are we doing? Ah, uh, wonderfully. Um, I'm actually,
1: you know, enjoying the sun in Dublin for a change. As short-lived as it is, it's usually about half the day, <laughs> uh, but you get you get a lot out of it, and it really does wonders for your self-esteem.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So, before we get into too much of the rest of today's episode and reviews, I really want to, you know, talk a little bit of sad news. Uh, a few days ago, the legendary director, Iso Takahata of Studio Ghibli fame, passed away at the age of 82. You know, I think it's uh, a real loss to the, the anime industry. Uh, Takahata will was genuinely one of my favourite anime directors. Only yesterday, you know, it was, it's one of my all-time favourite films, let alone an anime film. And stuff like uh, *Grave of the Fireflies* as well. I think it's a fantastic, you know, portrayal, and his ability to portray the nuances of everyday life and of real life through animation and and really capture the detail of life. I think was just unsurpassed. And I think, you know, it'd be interesting to see if anyone sort of comes close to his style really so Lewis were you familiar with uh Takahata's work uh well we recently went over Panda Go Panda
1: um which like I did say I thoroughly enjoyed yeah um we also did Little Norse Prince um which would be pretty much my almost the extent of my experience with uh with Takahata's work really um but yeah no the, the Panda Go Panda was definitely like a, a fantastic little uh yeah it was a watch experience
0: lovely little yeah, film definitely. and talked about some of his films and Heidi Girl of the Alps you know I think it was you know the, the series he did in the early 70s I think it was a fantastic series I really enjoyed that again those kind of portrayal of normal life and it's all about the people and the characters and the, the intricacies of everyday life you know he was just he was just unsurpassed in it so mm-hmm. yeah he's going to be um, very sadly missed in the uh, anime industry I think mm, for sure Okay so moving on to what we're going to talk about today so as I build up the schedule and look at what we're going to review I was looking through a list of OVAs and and these two caught my eye because what we've got here actually are a couple of fantasy action comedy OVAs both two episode OVAs both from the early 90s and both with dragons as a key theme but with the execution very very common material and done in very slightly different ways so We're going to look at Dragon Slayer The Legend of Heroes and we're going to look at Dragon Half and, you know, have a look at how you can take the same basic elements but... Completely change (laughs) them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So our first review today is going to be Dragon Slayer The Legend of Heroes. This is a two episode OVA from 1992 directed by Mariyoshi Nakamura, who was predominantly a storyboard artist with only a couple of other uh, directorial credits to his name, um, and it was produced by Amuse Video. This wasn't actually ever licensed in the West, but a, an official subtitled version does exist which i think from what i can gather was produced by amuse video back in the early 90s so uh yeah it was a bit of a an odd one that is like a, a bit like fandora it was another attempt at the japanese trying to subtitle Switch. and release stuff in the west mm. okay a brief synopsis taken directly from anime news network Varine is a peaceful and happy realm ruled by a wise king until the demon lord Ackman overruns the kingdom with his black legions and terrifying dragon, killing the king and capturing the queen. But the king's young son, Sirius, is swept away to safety and grows to be a powerful young warrior, tutored in the ways of swordsmanship and chivalry by his father's loyal minion, Rius. So, Louis. What did hmm. you think of Dragon Slayer, the Legend of Blimey. Heroes?
1: You're going to want to grab hold of this speedboat and strap yourself to the <laughs> back because you're going to get dragged along whether you like it or not. Wow. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it opens really strongly and with a lot of promise um, because like you're, you're, you're thrown into the action, stuff's going on. You're like, cool, There's the animation of the fights are cool, the, the, the way the characters move, it's all very well put together uh and very like very early 90s sort of grit gore and and you know this is like where people are starting to get massive teams into the animation style so the sort yeah. of, the whole the way things move is is super satisfying so it opens really well the king's like you know final act of defiance against uh against the dark lord that sort of like whole yeah steadfast thing <laughs> and and serious getting swept swept away to safety uh and then after that it just sort of loses grip it lets go of the wheels <laughs> it lets go of the handles and it's like Jesus take the wheel <laughs> and, and you're like and you're as the viewer you're sat there going whoa 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 slow down there old friend because it hops skips and jumps all the way to its finale even through just the two part OVA yeah
0: because this is only literally 40 minutes of screen time and it does actually pack a lot of story in those 40 minutes does it it packs a
1: lot of story, but it's it's
0: nonsensical. Really, it, it... I actually thought actually it was a pretty decent story. I was actually quite impressed at how it put together a sort of a, a semblance of cohesion and logic to the plot within forty minutes. I think well, here's
1: here's my issue. Like, I think it's something of that length needs to be self-aware that it's that length. Like because it, it 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 built itself to be a grand epic and expected you to be like of course this is happening it's it's a fantasy world yeah of course it's a Farine is a peaceful place it once was and you're like okay I understand good versus evil the redemption story I understand the the need and the want for the the main characters re, uh, you know uh, redeeming his his father's legacy you know getting that vengeance all of it makes sense the character uh. You know the character drives make sense to me. What yeah. don't make sense is every, What doesn't make sense is pretty much everything else. <laughs> like yeah, a... everything, everything just goes. Everything goes. This needs to happen for for Sirius because he needs to do this to redeem his family <laughs> and the, the good people of Farine. And you're like, okay, I get it. But give me give me some pace. Give me something to hold on to because I'm just getting slapped in the face. Going plot point,
0: plot point. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it, it is, aggressive. you know, if you look at something like Aryan, which we reviewed and everything, yeah. it is kind of like that, compressed down into 40 minutes, I, I agree, yeah. but it had a beginning.
1: It had a strong beginning.
0: King as well is, you know, he falls and Actum takes over, then you, you know, and then you see uh, Sirius as a sort of young adult, you know, late teen, forming the army, and then you see him fight and sort of win the day at the end, so it's I'd, it's I'd got a plot yeah, middle and end.
1: Don't get me wrong, it was, it was... It was, it, it gave me some semblance of enjoyment from like the, the the fight scenes and the action scenes are incredibly well animated. Uh, the sound design is cool. Like, right? it's not outstanding, but it's cool. Um, but my main issue is just like the, the things that drive Serious are merely, merely throughout the the beginning to the end are merely consequential. Like, Reyes, uh, you're your meant to go, Oh no, this is a big loss for him. But he's like, snap, crackle, and popped out of the scene (laughs) so goddamn quick. And replaced by his brother, brother. yeah. And
0: then immediately replaced with an identical brother. (laughs) So it's like,
1: well, hang on a minute. Like, how much different is this brother? Does it even matter that he's gone now? Because his brother's bloody identical. So it's, it's, um, yeah, so you feel no loss or anything like that. So like, you know, serious, serious now, it, it adds nothing to the story because Serius doesn't have anything, anything to learn from. Yeah. There's no loss there because he goes, oh, that just adds to my vengeance. And we've already got the vengeance plot point. We've yeah. already got the fact that he needs to get revenge for his yeah, father. Yeah. And the fact that Reyes dies, there's no. I mean, it's. Reyes dies from Sirius's mistake, but he never really learns from that. He carries on being bold and brash and making yeah, his decisions. Yeah. So, Reyes dies completely because of Sirius's fault. And then he's, it's just like, well, don't worry about that. Cause we've got the next, here's one I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> his twin bloody brother. And it's just like, it's literally oh. his hair's a bit grayer. And that's like the yeah. only difference, yeah. isn't it? His hair's a bit grayer and he's a little bit more, he's a little bit more serious. Yeah. Which is exactly what Reyes would have been after getting speared through the chest. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's like and then right up until the very end, his when everything happens and his mum's like, No, oh, classic serious. Yeah. <laughs> who's he gonna Who's he's he's gonna bug it off now? Who's he gonna put in harm's way next with his brash and bold <laughs> movement? Just like his father. He's his father's probably the reason why the whole kingdom bloody fell.
0: Probably, yeah. 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 I mean I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think I think it was a decent bit, of thought. You know, as forty minutes of entertainment, I thought it was quite good. Um, oh yeah, don't, you know, it's yeah. the thing is, it's not, it's not original in any way, shape, or form at all. The opening scene where yes. King Aswell falls while fighting Acton... and his son is taken away by his most trusted soldier, while his wife is being <clears throat> kidnapped, um, yes, yeah. is literally a carbon copy of the start of *Pounds of World Gallant. And I've just watched that series. And yeah, it is literally a carbon copy. Um, you know, and, and Galleon was a 1984 TV series. And um, literally, the opening five minutes of the first episode of Galleon is the first two minutes of Dragon Slayer. Um, and then, on top of that, it's another very traditional story of a displaced prince coming back to rise up against an evil power. You know, and, and this young prince has to inspire the people. You know, and take on the role of the king. It, it's been done a hundred times before, really. You only have to look at you know half the Kirk Douglas films and Charlton Heston films that ever made to, <laughs> to see that sort of stuff.
1: You know. Yeah. And what's um, what's the uh, what's the other one where we watched recently? Where is is Mosaic? psychic yeah. Is it Mosaic where the sidekick's the dragon? She's got the sidekick, the, the super. The Supergirl has the sidekick who's like a, an elder dragon who's Oh, lost, no, that's Pandora. Lost. Pandora, that's it, yeah. Pandora. Yeah, because it's exactly the same as Pandora mm-hmm. as well. Some evil man has taken over a castle,
0: yeah. ruling
1: over everyone else. She's got a pet dragon <laughs> uh, who, who happens to be the sidekick who let it all happen. And, uh, yeah, she's tasked to save and purge the world. Uh, and, and bring it back to the people but I don't know it's it's a tried and tested thing it's like, yeah, it is like it a, is yeah.
0: tried and tested and I think it does crash along a, a fair lick and everything but mm. I think you understand the world, I think you understand the characters and their motives, I think it probably does a better job in 40 minutes than some full length films do sometimes and there's some other things as well that I think it did quite well, you know Aaron, Rios brother, you know having him take the castle in the background while the main fight is going it didn't spoil the flow within the time limit. You know, I thought yeah. that was quite effective.
1: Yeah, it cut between things decently well. Like it had a good, a, a good, despite its erraticness, it had somewhat some semblance of um, of pace during the final scene. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it had much decent pacing um, before that, but as soon as it as soon as it builds up to the point where it's like, all right, we need to go get the sword. Yeah, you know, the, and you're like, and you're like, you're, as the, as sort of watching it, you like the sword, the sword, and they're like, you yeah, know, the sword, the sword, and it's like, and he's like, oh, you mean the secret weapon? Yeah, the secret weapon. Of course, there's a secret weapon. You can't beat him without it. and you're yeah. like okay, that's fair enough. So then, then that after that, the whole um, this is happening. Well, this is happening. That makes that starts making sense.
0: Because one of the things you touched on the, there with the sword is that um, it kind of relies on the MacGuffins. To kind of explain or move, there's the necklace, you know. There's the wind of Wapu thing, and then there's you know the, yeah. the dragon's secret <laughs> weapon in the ancient ruins. You know, it's yeah. all those. You know, they're kind of oh, it's such a cop out.
1: Everything, 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 every bit of loss
0: that Sirius could face is just such a
1: cop out. <laughs> it's like cause it's just nothing teaches him a lesson. Nothing teaches him a lesson. Right like, when 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 Sonya takes up the like, well, I'm going to be bound to this dragon for all of eternity. Don't tell Sirius this, and then Sirius is running into battle, and he's just like, Sonia, how you doing?" And it's just removed or and then and then at the end when it's just like, "Don't worry, it was all just a prank, man. Of course I'm gonna let, her, of course I'm gonna let her out so she can watch the sunset with you." It's just like, has he learned
0: nothing? Because <laughs> Sirius is a bit of a, I mean, he's the comic relief throughout this OVA, you know, he? because he's he's yeah. a complete bonehead. Like he's always telling Sonia she's too noisy, and and that bit where. Um, she's caring for him and he suddenly wakes up and she's asleep on the bed and he like whacks around the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, just you whacks know, around the top of her head. Just, yeah. You know, there's that bit and, and there's that joke where she's the dragon and they're fighting the, the, the big dragon, Ac- um, Actum's dragon and she's going on about him touching her breast and he's like, well, you haven't got any breasts, you're a dragon. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, he's just, it's just kind of goofy yeah. in it, you know. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and he's a, he's a complete bonehead. But it's quite entertaining now. I think, I think that kind of adds to it.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely is. I I think the only thing that lets it down in the sense of its duration is how, it's, like, for a comedy short OVA, it tried to take its story too seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it tried it did, to take it. its plot points too seriously.
0: Yeah, because it, it was it was quite heavy on that, you know, the, the secret weapon and some of the stuff, you know, Adam yeah, and, like, and his baddies and that.
1: They should at least make it memorable, because, like, the... the The whole, um, you know, using that, the wind of whatever it is. Uh, Wind of Wapu. Yeah, the wind of Wapu. Like, if you're going to use names like that, make sure it's predefined. Because it only gets mentioned one minute beforehand, where it's just like, I'm not going to get there in time. Here, use the wind of Wapu. And he's like, oh, the wind of Wapu. And it's just like... "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, of course,
0: of course it does that. I'm going to get there like the wind. (laughs) But... I think within it, I think there's some three really, really good scenes. I think the scene where the dragon destroys the village, trashes yeah. the village. Yeah. That scene at the ruins where those five sort of statues. Oh come yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that scene is fantastic. The dragon scene is fantastic. Um, fantastic.
0: and then the final battle scene as well. You know, I think, you know, I think they are absolutely superb set pieces. Um, yeah.
1: You know, well they, they
0: are a joy to watch because they're beautifully animated as well. You know, really, really nicely animated. Because you go back to some of the other characters, uh, you know, I think Sonia, again, kind of get into some of the tropes. And I think this is a bit of a legacy of, I think, of where it is and, and what it is as a short OVA. You know, Sonia is, she's a typical spunky sort of headstrong tomboy type character, you know, and she, she has a bit of comedy to play. Um, Row the sorcerer, you know, his his entrance or his introduction is quite foreboding. But then he actually turns out to be quite a kind of energetic and yeah, character. Yeah, that, was,
1: that was that was very strange. That it? was a bit uh, strange. I I, I agree. I, yeah. I quite I quite liked the whole like the, the ending fight scene where like none of it's mentioned beforehand, but he goes face to face with that and he's just like we trained under the same yeah exactly and yeah. And you're like, where's this coming from?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And again, it's, it's those so, tropes, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's all convenient to make the story work in such a short time.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. He didn't think it useful to, like, tell anyone about his <laughs> past to him. Like, you know, maybe something he might have learned from all the years training. If we're going to throw around, like, plot devices like the Wind of Wapu, yeah. why not have him go and speak about maybe one weakness he had while he was training? <laughs> maybe why he was thrown into the darkness. But no, it's just like, at the end, suddenly it was like, oh, shock and horror. No way. (laughs) He turned to the dark side and you remained good.
0: Yeah, and it's, because on building those tropes, and saying what I was saying about the beginning being a direct copy of Galleon, you know, the monsters in this, where they go from human to monster, um, is a direct rip-off of the Zoonoids from the Gyver. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%. I,
1: I couldn't quite put my finger on what I was like. I was thinking, they wear the skin of a human. And they transform into monsters. Where have I seen this
0: before? It's the Giver. It's the Zoonoids on yeah, the Giver. Guy- even the voice yeah. effect when they're talking <laughs> yeah, in their yeah, monster form it is, is, is that synthesized sort of voice sound. And it's, I mean, they are, and they even look like the Zoonoids. I think it's the one that attacks uh, Sonia. comes out in the is, first, with, the, yeah. with the teeth that stick out. It's literally yeah. drawn directly from the Gyver, So, yeah. You know, it, it, it rips and pulls from all sorts of places what on a, it. What
1: a 90s name that is, or a late 80s name that is, Zoonoids. For,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. For a, a race of aggressive alien uh, anthropomorphs. <laughs> the Zoonoids! The Zoonoids. Really, yeah. It has yeah. to begin with the Z and it'll end with O. Yeah, because
0: I'm t- trying to think when the. Because I think the first guy for anime was 86, and I think the manga. He's like 84, 85, something like that. It's a very mid-80s yeah, thing, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure of it. The other thing, as much as I quite liked the story and actually quite enjoyed it, the ending, I found, was a, a bit of a lit down. It felt a little bit of a cop-out <laughs> because he doesn't actually kill Acton, you know. Yeah. And then, as you said, you know, there's this, like, oh, where is he? Oh, he's off again. And this final shot with him with his face all beaten up because he's run <laughs> off and Sonya's giving him a beat. You know, it, I don't know, it just... It all felt oh. like a bit of a cop out.
1: Yeah, there was no celebration of the moment. They could have wrapped it up nicely. That's what I mean. They were too ambitious. Yeah, I think with with taking their plot a little bit too seriously. Yeah, I'd understand if it continued. See, that's the that's the thing. Like, if it had continued into another like series of of, of maybe another two episode part OVA, I would have thought, well, why didn't they just make it three part OVA and just give yeah, a bit more I'm- meat to the the first initial story because. it writes a a lot of the achievements is just written off by that whole build up to the last scene where they're all in um what's the word i'm looking for a very fancy word for it in the presence of the queen yeah i was looking for a fancier word but i can't quite remember it um audience i was just just saying the queen yeah yeah even fancier than that but we'll go with that anyway anyway to the point The point was, they're all in the audience of the Queen, they're walking up as if they're going to be bestowed a prize or something, and Sirius is going to get his ultimatum or his, his, uh, his crowning of his achievement. But no, he's sold that off, he's decided, yeah, I get it, it's his character, he would do that, um, but it's almost like he's learnt nothing from,
0: yeah, yeah, I would say it felt, it did feel like it was possibly fishing for a bit more, um, mm-hmm. some sort of continuation of the story but yeah, I, I the weakest bit of it is the ending, it, it doesn't yeah. yeah, it feels a bit of a cop out, but you know I will say, you know, I think the 90s art style that early 90s art style, those character designs and the way it's drawn and everything, I, you know, I think is probably one of my favourite times of anime. It's just a really nice art style and I think, it you know, this is a good example of, of that art style because the animation's very detailed and it's clean. You know, those three sort of key scenes that we've talked about just look really, really fantastic. You know, they've got good energy and everything. So on that respect, I think, yeah, and the music's decent enough. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, you know, wrapping this review up, I've, I saw this a long time ago. I Back in the early 2000s I was sort of all this sort of stuff was being found subbed and whatever and this come out and it just looked interesting so i watched it then probably 2002 three i haven't watched it since and i didn't think i hated it but i didn't think it was great i think i had very sort of a mediocre view of it and i actually quite enjoyed watching this again i thought it was you know i said for 40, 40 minutes um yeah i just thought it was i just thought it was quite entertaining so i would probably recommend people to go and watch this if you you know, it's a sim simple bit of entertainment. I I don't it's even... a good,
1: it's a good laugh.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a good laugh. So it's yeah. Uh, what would you write rate it?
0: Well, I I would give it a seven out of ten, I think. I think it's it's not great, but it's better than average.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I would give it a six out of ten. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. I'd give it a six out of ten, just because there's some things that are, you know. I, I think for for a comedy, I found myself laughing more at its haphazardness rather than its characters. Um, and I know I, at I some parts I found it hard to get to get through, <laughs> just um, just because of how serious it took some of its plot points over over what it I think could have been.
0: Yeah, um, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Second review today is Dragon Half. Uh, this is another two-episode OVA, this time from 1993, directed by Shin'ya Sadamits, another predominantly storyboard artist, but among his few director credits include the OVAs Birth and Sabre um, Birth is something we will cover on this podcast at some point in the future. Uh, it was produced by. Kadokawa Shoten and the animation was by production IG and studio Takuranki. It's based on a manga by Ryusuki Mita uh, which has actually just got a re-release in the US and Dragon Half has, has been available readily for probably, probably the last 20 years. Uh, you can buy it uh, now from Discotech. so yeah very very easy to get hold of. So brief synopsis again taken directly from Anime News Network. Mink the daughter of a dragon. And a retired dragon-slaying knight sets out on a journey to get tickets for a concert held by Dick Saucer, the world-famous teen idol and dragon hunter. Meanwhile, the corrupt king of the land is trying to take a hostage to get her at her mother. And his magic-using daughter seeks to foil Minx's quest out of sheer spite. So here we go, Dragon Half. What did you think of Dragon Half? <laughs> I, it,
1: it, What a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Well, I, I it just? enjoyed it. I, well, I bloody enjoyed it. You know what it reminded me of? Early Dragon Ball. Oh, like, really? The early Dragon Ball series like episodes, because it's so self-aware. Yeah. Very similar art style that switches between, like, I'm taking my seriously, myself seriously as a dragon girl, or, but I'm also 90% of the time a chibi. <laughs> um, uh, Or chibi in nature. So, like, uh, the, the, I actually... I actually thoroughly enjoyed it because it was, it was, it was one of those things that I, I, I liked, I enjoyed the two episodes that were there, but I could only ever see myself watching a maximum of eight episodes of it if it existed as a full, like, you know, mm. thing. I, I feel like after eight episodes, I would have been like, ah oh, yeah, that was fun. And I would never <clears> touch it again. But for, for what it was for two episodes and how self-aware it was. Yeah. Ah, oh, what what a lovely little treat.
0: Yeah, it, it's very entertaining, and, you know, I found it very, very laugh-out-loud funny. This viewing of it's probably, I don't know, my sixth, seventh, eighth viewing of it. I've seen it plenty of times over the last 15 years or so. You know, and it's it's good fun, and every time I go back to it, I enjoy it, and I laugh at it, because it's goofy, and it's entertaining. And like you say, it is very, very self-aware. That bit in episode two where... Uh, there's that um guy and he's going on about the um the reason for wanting to take her out yeah you know disrespecting the uh Azateth.
1: yeah his 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 father
0: and uh you know it's and he's going but why don't you know about this and then he goes back and looks at the video and he goes oh no they cut all my scenes out of episode 1 you know it's yeah that, yeah exactly like you say so. that kind of self awareness is yeah
1: yeah is really it knows really like, it that's the thing like it knows its length yeah and- it's, it plays around it very well, I think. It delivers. It delivers a really compact experience that I'm all the better for having watched. I yeah,
0: think. I mean, interestingly, the OVA was supposed to be four episodes, but the first mm-hmm. two tanked. Really, did very badly yeah. in sales, and then the second two, because you know the, the the little bit at the sort of the post credit sting uh, at the end of episode two so? suggests that there's going to be more. And directly leads onto more, but then it, then it never came. So, uh. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think four episodes would have been perfect for that. Yeah, I I agree. I I think
0: that would have been its lifespan, because
1: afterwards it would have been like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Because you could, I think there's only so much you could do. While the characters were interesting, um, you know, it would like, I would like to have seen more of the the spats between the father and the mother. Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting the first part, which is, I, I just like, overall, the first episode was really, really fun. Yeah and the second episode was just equally as fun but had that extra like impact from having the the fight
0: yeah um, the tournament cuz to be honest i found the second episode just played out like a straight up tournament battle yeah it's just it thing, played, like know. a straight up
1: shonen uh, yeah. sort of like you know um
0: but just the, with lots of real goofy comedy yeah, just, in it yeah just goofy crap going on cuz it kind of throws a visual gag at every opportunity it's like if you can if you they can throw something silly on the screen which will make you laugh it's like it's there bang you know yeah it was just it was good fun you know i would say it was a constant barrage you know there's bits like you know rosario's entry he's actually using a bucket of dry ice which he has to move out the way when he when he moves you know he's bending that stick which snaps and then smacks him in the face yeah um you know bits like that you know um Darumaru, he's a complete knucklehead. He's always talking in the third person. Yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff, you know. The bloody sword misses his brain because his brain's so small, and
1: th-
0: that, yeah, that's, that's you that's know, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's just it's just really funny.
1: Yeah, it's every, everything plays out very well, and it's very well um, animated around. And I think one of the best things about like each and every character that you meet is is a strong character in in their own sense.
0: Yeah. They
1: bring something funny to the table. So yeah. every character has done something that is funny. Yeah. So like you don't feel like you don't feel perturbed by getting a character introduced to you where you're like, well, what are they going to do? Is that every, every single one of them that sort of serves its purpose? Yeah. You know, The, the clumsy uh, sorcerer to the king, uh, yeah. Rosario. Uh, is it Rosario? Yeah,
0: it's Rosario. Yeah, the,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the clumsy uh, sorcerer um, advisor to the king who's always, you know, Bodging up his plans um, and would you know would serve to get to the point, but is always a bit theatrical about yeah, it. And, yeah, yeah, because he just reminds every character plays something well.
0: Yeah, because he reminds me a bit. Feels a bit wily coyote. Yeah, you know, he's got this constant stream of wacky schemes to try and get Mink, but they all just backfire in his face. You know, it's like yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same sort of comedy as Wily Coyote. Yeah,
1: slapstick acne corporation sort of <laughs> approach to his. uh, his schemes because
0: it's quite in- good as well because I quite like the fact that Dick Saucer's characters played like pretty straight yeah you know, he's yeah. the straight guy to the whole thing
1: yeah he's the impressionable um, hero type yeah which like you know he, he's the, the least the, despite being showcased as like the, the boat, he's the least consequential character of the lot <laughs> yeah always getting screwed over inconsequentially by uh, minx just trying to win him over
0: And I quite Um, like that consistency because he's he's the straight guy. And then you've got Mink who's besotted with him, you know, and just does the girly thing. And then you've just got all these, let's say, almost like Looney Tune characters around the pair of them. Because it's their story, really, you know, because she's ultimately is trying to see a Dick Saucer concert. So the story really revolves around the two of them, you know, just Mink's obsession with Dick Saucer And then his sort of obliviousness to it. And of course his name is fantastic as well. Yeah, it is just it is a great name. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It does appeal to the Western market, I Yeah, it does it is very well done. Like I have to say, very well done.
0: There's a few other things, like the um the backstory of Vina or Vina's mother, you know, at Slimopolis, you know, that kind of feels a bit clumsily stuck in Yeah, I think out of all of them Vina's probably the weakest character. Yeah. And I think maybe an extra two episodes might have fleshed her out a bit more. Yeah, 100%. as well, you know, I think maybe she needed a bit more screen time, but she's, I mean, not to say that all, you know, all these um, characters in this OVA are super dimensional, but, you know, she is a very, very one dimensional character. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, she does kind of feel like a bit of the uh, sort of third wheel in it a bit sometimes. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's good fun. The end theme, I think, sums up the sort of tone of the show brilliantly Mm. what i was saying about dragon slayer again really nice early 90s art style really colorful decent animation you know with the artwork i really like the way it goes from like serious character to sort of semi caricature to full caricature
1: yeah yeah
0: like almost from shot to shot to shot within a scene they'll flick between the three character styles um, and I just think that really adds to it. Just, it just, you know, it's a real visual treat in that respect because it, the visuals really play on the comedy in the right, yeah, re- in the right they way. They really
1: do. Yeah, it's all very well expressed um, through the through the art.
0: Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's just good fun. You know, interestingly, it's it's much more. You know, it's got much more of a better following in in the West than it has in Japan. It's kind of I can, inconsequential I can in Japan. That. Like, um, yeah. But it's there's, a real cult favourite in in the West. Yeah, I, I could I could totally understand
1: that. There's um like the the, the sound design is surprisingly well done as well for something of its st- like yeah. you know status. Like the the flapping of the wings is on point. the the, the big there's weight to the fights and stuff yeah. like that. Um, there's detail where you wouldn't expect detail to be in something that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it has a lot of redeeming features um, about it. But yeah, I, I think. I mean, because there's stuff that exists, exists like it nowadays, like in in modern anime. So it's, it's, it's proven to do well in Western culture. I'm trying to think of, uh, trying to think of the, the anime that's, that's come up recently, which, which went on for far too long and just abused that whole art style changeover. I think it was Himoto? umaru chan yeah, Himoto Umaru-chan. So like, uh, it's uh, a slice right. of like, no, I'm not slice seen that. Of, it, it does that whole switching between the art styles of yeah. like chibi to half, um, animated to fully, a, uh, fully animated, um, female to, to simulate yeah. sort of going between being incredibly juvenile to being a, an adult woman sort of thing. Um, but that sort of, uh, it goes on for far too long, sort of. Right. I think, I think this is a good example of something that sort of, if it was a four episode OBA or intended <laughs> four episode OBA, it lasts just as long as it needs to. Yeah. But humor, uh, uh, Himeridge, that, whatever the hell it's called, is, is an example of stuff that, Goes on
0: for two. Yeah, stretching out a joke too far. Yeah, yeah, because every time it's just like,
1: oh, look at me, I'm so lazy, and I am, but I'm cute and everything else, and that's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't really have as many redeeming features, but I think this one does it quite, quite admirably.
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, I think at two episodes it kind of works. It's yeah, it's it's obvious that there should have been more story, but it's not the end of the world. And interestingly, you know, given how similar this is. Sort of in context and 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 kind of what it is to Dragon Slayer. This has also has a Gyver reference in it because Ramu's mechanical suit in episode two is actually a direct copy of the Gaia suit, with the yeah. shape of the chest plate and the um, elbow blades yeah. and the blaster out the chest. You know, <clears throat> it's it's quite funny. It's the, the sort of the commonality between the two OVAs yeah. really is—it's—it's mm. um, it's quite uncanny, really. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were unintentionally similar, but mm. they just turned out similar. You know, mm. um, you know, it's very enjoyable. This is another seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I think I enjoy it. I enjoy this for different reasons to Dragon Slayer. Yeah, um, you know, this is more yeah. slapstick, and I—this is fine air and this is, you know, really That's... good, funny entertainment. Mm. But Dragon I Slayer, less... I think, is a just more straightforward action, you know, with a bit of comedy in it.
1: Yeah, I'd say there's a lot less to dissect in this one than there is to um, to the former. I, I, I would say that um, I, I would say the Dragon Slayer has got a lot more going on. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, if you wanted to read more internet into it, you could find more redeeming features. But as a bite size. Going into it, I'm gonna watch it and be all the richer for the experience. I'd have to give it a 7, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Just for what it, is, just for what it represents. Cause it's yeah. just, it's just, you know, here, you know, we, we know what we are. Here's two episodes of some good crack stuff. We're gonna break the fourth wall, fourth wall here and there, but you're gonna enjoy every last bit of it. Now eat it up, you weeaboo scum. <laughs> and you're like, mm, 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 oh God, it's delicious. And then afterwards, you're like, ah, oh, that, that was lovely. Never again.
0: But maybe another helping,
1: maybe maybe, maybe another spoon. I'll just give myself another spoon. Um,
0: and that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend Dragon Half to people. I think it's got a lot of rewatch value in it. It's not something I'd watch every month, but, you know, I think it's it's good fun to go back to every now and then. Just want yeah. a bit of a laugh in 50 minutes, you know, 45 minutes, you know, it's it's yeah, it's good fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so that brings us to the end of our reviews. On our next episode, we are going to look at the first half of the Force franchise, and we're going to review the Eternal Story movie and the Destruction and Stardust War OVAs. Where you can find us, find us on Twitter at RetroAnime find the podcast on soundcloud stitcher and itunes by searching for retro anime podcast quite pleasingly we've had a couple of reviews on itunes some very positive ones on that so thank you to those people that left us reviews you know they really really do help us so if you like the show subscribe to us and you know please leave a review it really really does help you can find the website at uh, retroanimepodcast.com uh, you can email me directly, ian at com, and you can find me on the Anime UK News Forums. My username is Organ. Uh, just before we finish, I'd like to say that I've also got uh, another podcast running in parallel, the Retro Mecha Podcasts, which I do with a friend, Craig Harmer, and we, we look at old robot shows. Um, so you can check us out on Twitter at Retro Mecha for that. And again, you can find us on the the same podcast hosts and services as this podcast. So, Lewis, that brings us to the end of this episode. So, Indeed it does. Another yeah, good discussion.
1: Went, another good discussion. I went a bit mad um, for the <laughs> first first um, part of the review and um, a little bit off the rails, but I hope you
0: bear with me. And <laughs> nah, it's all really, good fun, Lewis. It's all good fun. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah what, a, what a great set of... Um, to go through. Yeah, I think it's, they're
0: both good fun. They're both both recommendations for me, so Yeah. You know, I'd I, I, I suggest,
1: yeah, suggest definitely checking them out, both <clears> of them, if you're if you're into that sort of thing. And if not, you know, you don't have to take our word for it. You can you can go ahead and do whatever you like. This is a free country. <laughs> so so congrats on that. Cool.
0: Alright, Lewis. Take it easy. See you later. Bye everybody. Bye.